time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. A very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday. It's the final game tomorrow before the first of three international breaks before the turn of the year when Kilmarnock travel north to Pitodry. We'll also look back at another busy week for Aberdeen with new arrivals, injuries and international call-ups all featuring. We'll look ahead to the rest of the weekend action. We'll have the latest guesses on the predictor as well as the current league table. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me as usual, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. First of all, Andrew, looking back, uh, it felt almost like a, a defeat, although a 1-1 draw down at Easter Road is on paper not a bad result. Yeah, I think um, it was because we got so close to getting over the line with the three points that it felt like the defeat. But in the cold light of day, when you actually stop and analyse all the action, particularly in the second half, you couldn't deny Hibs the point that they gained. Although the big turning point in the game undoubtedly was Andrew Dallas's failure to give a penalty uh, when Lewis Ferguson was brought down. TV pictures quite clearly showed Paul Hanlon got no touch in the ball. He should have been yellow carded. It would have been a second yellow. He'd have been off. The dynamic of the game would have changed completely. And then to compound his error, of course, Andrew Dallas doesn't even give a corner kick. So he obviously didn't think that Hanlon got a touch in the ball. So why was it not a penalty? But unfortunately, in the secretive world of Scottish refereeing you'll never find the answer to that question indeed uh, Dave you were you missed the game down Edinburgh you were covering the the Tayside derby so mm-hmm. uh, where it wasn't uh, any more fisticuffs between the respective managers thankfully but uh, <laughs> Aberdeen uh, you did get to, to meet uh, the latest arrival yesterday in the shape of Max Lowe yeah, Max uh, in on loan uh, from Derby and Derek McInnes says the, the defender's versatility will be a major asset to him. It gives us the option to play left back, left wing back. You know, I think uh, at times we have been over reliant and uh, just an Andy and Shinny can fill in there, but we like to keep Shinny in the midfield as much as we can. Um, Graham likes to see himself as a midfield player as well, so he gives us good options. Uh, we've been looking for that type of player. Max is someone that we identified um, in the close season, and obviously with a change of manager going in, we've been speaking to Frank, and obviously I know Jody Morris, here, assistant, and we've been uh, liaising with them over the last few while. So he's a player that um, that we feel will do very well here. He gives us good athleticism in that position. Um, you know, he's quick, he's got potential to go on and have a very good career. And he's played, Andrew, um, already a couple of times for the Championship side this season. And, and in fact, he featured as a second-half sub on Tuesday night in the 4-0 win in the League Cup at Hull. Yeah, so he's, he's ready to hit the ground running. And uh, if Aberdeen fans uh, needed anything to, to make him a fan's favourite, his birthday is the 11th of May. Absolutely, oh. and uh, it does look a, a good pedigree. The fact he's signed, Dave, a, a new contract just again this week for Derby County shows exactly what they think of him. Yeah, he, he certainly looks uh, like a, a class act, the, the 21-year-old. And Max says his target for the coming months is simple. Just l- learn every game I play in and um, try and get some wins for the lads and do my part in the team. Well, the gaffer first, he said he wanted my contract to be sorted, so I'm happy that's been done. Then um, to get the move to a big club like Aberdeen is um, topping off, really, so hopefully I can push on now and kick on for the rest of the season. I know my fair bit because a young lad, Kyle McAllister, he was at St Mirren, he's at Derby now, so I have been watching the Scottish League for a while, for about a year now, so 
And um, yeah, it's weirdly enough that I'm here now and he's not. Well, as soon as the interest was there, Jody pulled me aside and said how great the gaffer is with young players and how I'm going to learn a lot by being here. So um, it was a no-brainer for me once Jody gave me the go-ahead with it. Max Lowe, their um, disappointment for um, young Scott Wright this week, Andrew, because uh, he's... Um going to be out for a good few weeks Yeah, it's uh, it's just come at completely the wrong time for Scott because he had that wonderful performance against St Mirren and then picks up a knock in training that turns out that he's going to be missing the next six weeks or so, but I suppose if there is one sort of slight silver lining on the dark cloud it is the fact that there are international breaks over the next short period, so he may not miss that many games. Of course, uh, Dave Scott was selected for the, the under-21s in the forthcoming break that's something he'll have to miss and uh, he certainly seems to be I was speaking to him during the week and he just said that's that's football you've got to take the ups and the downs so a very positive attitude yeah, well, he's he's a, he's a strong character, isn't he? He'll he'll no doubt bounce back from this uh, stronger than uh, before, better than before. But you know, a real blow. He was absolutely outstanding against St Mirren. We spoke to uh, the manager uh, about Scott, who confirmed that his ankle injury is worse than first thought. On further investigation, he's, he's damaged ligaments and uh, could be out for six weeks or so, which is unfortunate for him and us. You know, especially after how brilliant it was against St Mirren um, just a couple of weeks ago so um, these things are sent to try us and um, it's a blow for Scott himself you know because it was such a good performance we're keen to get him back in again against Hibs last week but he's going to be six weeks it'll probably be when we go into the next international break on, on October so unfortunately for him he'll miss the next period of games Scott Wright uh, being talked about by Derek there. As far as Max Lowe's concerned, Dave, um, do you think he, he might get a start? The fact he played on Tuesday night shows he's match sharp. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, you know, he's certainly uh, good enough. He has the ability and the, and, and the temperament to step right into the action. He is uh, raring to go. He cannot wait to get going. His, his body language and everything about him is so positive. He just wants to get cracking with Aberdeen uh, in a nutshell. And uh, he's been telling us what kind of player the Dons are getting. Athletic, fullback, um, aggressive, front foot, up and down. And I love to get forward. How good would that be to, to hit the ground running, get off the flying start? It'd be perfect, you know, um, today with the training session with the lads, they've been really welcoming. So if I'm needed Saturday, I'll be ready. I'll just wait my time and whenever that opportunity comes, I'll make sure I perform. And to play your part in success for Aberdeen, that'd be great for you as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's the least I want to do, you know, help the lads, um, little things, picking up three points, if I can be part of it, that's just perfect for me. So we start from there and build up from it. Now, you've signed a deal until January. Is, is there a possibility you might stay a bit longer? Yeah, there's that possibility. We'll see how things go, see how um, how many games I play, if I do well, if I don't do well, all if and buts at the minute. But hopefully it can get extended and I do, do really well here. We touched on the international call-ups, uh, Andrew, and uh, uh, Scott Wright's disappointment is tempered by Frank Ross getting his inclusion in the 21s along with Lewis Ferguson for his first call-up. Uh, we've got Niall McGinn 
in the in Northern Ireland uh, squad, and, uh, and Graham Shinney has been uh, he's retained his place in the full Scotland squad against Belgium and Albania. Which so it's it's good days because for a while, apart from the internationals who didn't play for Scotland, it used to be pretty barren. Come, <laughs> yeah, um, you had to hunt high and low for Aberdeen players anywhere near any Scotland squads. But yeah, uh, delighted for Frank Ross. Uh, he's played all the way up through the age groups uh, for Scotland, and again, it's a, a great boost for the the youth academy to see one of their own making it you know to the highest level that he can, he can go to and uh, for Graham Shinney uh, wonderful news for him that uh, he did enough he sacrificed his summer didn't go in his stag party um, meant that he, he was away for a couple of weeks with Scotland just before he got married so uh, he's got rich reward by being selected for the full squad once again and uh, Dave it does uh, it does bear, bode well for the club with so many representing their country yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic uh, to see. It's a very good reflection, like you say, on the club, the job that Derek McInnes is doing and developing and improving uh, his players. The manager says it's great to see Skipper Shinney selected for the upcoming games. I spoke to Alec after the, the two games and I've spoke to him a couple of times since and you know I think Shinney made a good impression, as did all the lads at the time. Um, but great to see him in. You know, I think he started the season strong. The, the Burnley games, he was very influential, and it's great for him now to be back in that squad, um, and hopefully can um, continue to establish himself there. And uh, not only through the, the meeting up with the squad and through training, hopefully on the pitch as well. But everybody delighted for him. To tomorrow's game, Kilmarnock. Okay, we've got a great record, Andrew, and but we know that there are as. as we know from last season that some of the scores were a bit flattering for Aberdeen. They were a little bit, um, but as you say, we've got a terrific record against them, winning 16 of the last 17 league meetings. Kilmarnock, of course, got the draw back in September last year uh, to gain their first league point against Aberdeen since, you know, Noah was a boy. But um, yeah, they're, they're a different animal now compared to what they were two or three years ago. So you'd expect a, a tight encounter. The side's quite familiar with one another. But, you know, Aberdeen have got a few new faces in their sides. Stephen Gleeson, Michael Devlin, James Wilson if he starts. So that'll freshen things up and make it a slightly different fixture to what it would have been last season. And uh, I'm looking forward to a decent game of football because it's two sides that like to get the ball down on the deck and pass it around. Yeah, as Andrew said, Dave, it should Mm -hmm. be a good game of football. Yeah, it, it, all the ingredients are there, like Andrew said. Um, skillful players, a good pitch, two teams that, you know, they don't play the, the, the kick and rush stuff. So I, I think it, it should be uh, an entertaining, exciting game. Hopefully uh, a few goals, uh, hopefully uh, the vast majority, if not all of them, um, scored by Aberdeen, of course. As for uh, the Don's boss, well, he anticipates nothing less than a tough test tomorrow. There's a familiarity really about the, the shape of uh, Steve's Kilmarnock team. Um, they did very well last season and there's, they have every expectation to go and beat, do exactly the same again this year. And they've made some good signings already to a, a, a very uh, very strong squad and a squad that showed their capabilities last year. So I think that we have got to be mindful of the threat they have on the counter-attack, the threat that they have at centre-forward, you know, the chances, if they get chances. What we do expect is a really competitive and uh, organised commander as they've been under Steve and uh, they've managed to get good results. So I wouldn't expect that to, to change too much. We're going to have to play well to get the job done. 
This is North Sound 1's Red Friday. We'll continue our build-up to Aberdeen against Kilmarnock after these. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday. Kilmarnock are the visitors to Pataudry tomorrow afternoon. We've heard from the Aberdeen camp. Here's Killy boss Steve Clark. I think we met each other quite a lot last year. So I think Derek used the term familiarity. So both teams know each other. Uh, I think all the games last year were close. Even though some of the scorelines would suggest otherwise. Uh, not a lot between the two teams last year, but Aberdeen always seemed to have the answers to come up with the, the winning formula. Our job is to find a way to to change that, you know, to keep the games close, to be competitive in the game and, and, and try and make sure that we come away with the three points. You're listening to Red Friday with Dave McDermott, Andrew Shiny, and Dave Galloway. Um, so it's been close uh, since we we did play them a lot last year, Andrew, didn't we? So yeah, six uh, times. Yeah, we do know each other. Although both sides have got uh, new faces. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, I've mentioned already that some of the new faces that have come on board at Petardi this week alone. There's three new guys joined Kilmarnock all on loan. Greg Stewart, who we know all about, Aaron Chibola, who we saw at Rugby Park last season. And just today, Bright Eno Bakari has joined from Wolves. So whether they all feature tomorrow or not, we'll wait and see. But um, certainly some new blood in there that might just freshen things up a wee bit. Of course, Gary Dicker misses out after uh, getting that ludicrous red card, which was even more ludicrously upheld by the appeal uh, board. So he starts the first of a two-game ban. Dave, it's uh, as we've already said, it's one that we're, we're looking forward to in terms of the Aberdeen lineup. Who's the the one to watch for you? I'm going to go for Lewis Ferguson this week. Um, he's been so impressive this season. It's it's hard to believe he is so young. He's a real threat in an attacking midfield position, and what potential he's got. He could be one of the main men. Andrew? I'm going to go for Graham Shinney because he's going to be playing in that midfield role that he so relishes and with Gary Dicker being out uh, it may be Aaron Chibola and Greg Stewart come in to freshen up the Kilmarnock midfield but uh, Graham Shinney's got a great goal scoring record against Kilmarnock and uh, he'll be looking for goals but also looking to drive his team from that midfield role to victory. Okay, we've got the predictor coming up very shortly, but uh, Dave, there's still a few hours of the transfer window left open, and uh, (laughs) Max Lowe, of course, joining yesterday until January at least. Um, But it's that time, there's always maybe a surprise somewhere comes out right at the last minute. Indeed, that is uh, very much uh, the case, uh, as it has been over the years. Uh, Derek McInnes, we did try pressing him on this, but uh, he said he doesn't envisage any more arrivals before the window slams shut at midnight. I would imagine that would be us. You know, I think uh, um, the squad's looking quite strong. We've got a few injuries to contend with, as you know, as we've had. So Max helped settle us down in that defensive side of it. Um, no, it's centre forward, we look fine, you know, we look as if we've good options, wide areas, middle of the park, you know, so we are in, in a position where we'll, we'll go as we are, um, as, as we speak now. Things can change, as you know, um, we have we like lots of players, but, you know, I've also got to make sure that we uh, give everybody within this squad the opportunity to go and show themselves. 
Well, things can change, but they're going to have to be quick if they do. So uh, time now for the predictor. Um, First of all, the scores from last week. Uh, Dave, you and I both scored three apiece and the Red Army and Andrew got two apiece. So it wasn't the highest scoring um, weekend. Mediocrity. Uh, Indeed. Well, you're still the strongest man in the table with 14 points. The Red Army won ahead with 15. Andrew, you're on 17 and I'm on 22. Streaking ahead. You've had your good month. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you very much. This week, uh, representing the Red Army, we've got our good friend Derek Ironside, photographer extraordinaire. Um, But uh, we'll get Derek's uh, predictions at the end. But uh, first of all, let's start with the the big one. Dave G, Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. I'm going to go for Aberdeen 2, Kilmarnock 1. Andrew? I think uh, we could score early and then get a late one. Just a really sick in Kilmarnock. 2-0 for me. I've gone 3-0. Andrew, Dundee against Motherwell. Well, Dundee have signed Kenny Miller to try and score goals for them, but I think Motherwell will be cock-a-hoop after that late, late equaliser against Rangers on Sunday and will win 2-0 at Dens Park. Dave? A share of the spoils for me, Dave. 1-1. OK. Next is Hamilton St Johnston, Dave. Hamilton 1, St Johnston 2 for me. Andrew? I'd agree with that. Tony Watt could be the difference between the sides there. OK, I've gone one apiece. Hearts are at home to a troubled St Mirren, shall we say, Andrew? Yeah, and uh, for let's just add our good wishes to Craig Levine. Let's hope he's back in the hot seat as Indeed. quickly as possible. Uh, Austin McPhee will take charge of the side tomorrow, although Craig Levine will pick the team. And I think uh, Hearts are just too strong for, as you say, a beleaguered St Mirren 3-0 for me. OK, Dave? That's exactly what I've got, uh, Dave. 3-0 Hearts. I've gone 3-1. Dave, staying with you, Livingston against Hibs. Uh, Hibs to return to winning ways 2-0 Hibs Andrew I was impressed by Hibs last week particularly in the middle of the park Horgan and Marlin seem to be uh, creating a good partnership in there I think there'll there'll be goals and I think it'll be 3-1 to Hibs I've gone 3-1 to Hibs as well and say on Sunday high noon for Rangers or Celtic against Rangers Andrew Uh, I think Celtic just have too strong a squad and we'll just nick this one 2-1 Dave uh, Rangers much improved since Stephen Gerrard took over. I'm going to go for 2 2. Okay, and I've gone for Celtic 2, Rangers 1. And as we mentioned, representing the Red Army uh, this week is Derek Ironside, and Dave spoke to him to get his predictions. Okay, uh, Derek, firstly, on Saturday, Dundee against Motherwell. Well, I fancy Motherwell to win that one 2 0. 2 0 Motherwell. Uh, Hamilton Tackleson Johnson? I think that'll be a 1 1 draw. Hearts versus St Mirren? 3-1 to Hearts Livingston play Hibs 2-0 to Hibs What about the Dons how will they do against Kilmarnock uh, It's got to be 2-0 to Aberdeen uh, should, be a, should be a keenly contested one Absolutely it's always a good game between the two of them Aberdeen have had the upper hand in the last few seasons so let's hope that continues Absolutely and there's a game on Sunday did you know there's a game on Sunday some uh, team called Celtic taking on another team called Rangers Never heard of them but I'll go for 1-1 Brilliant. (laughs) In League Two tomorrow afternoon, league leaders ahead on goal difference. Peter Head, they're at home to third placed Edinburgh City, who are just one point worse off. Here's boss Jim McAnally. We're going to keep at it. You know, if if we can keep winning games, I mean, tomorrow's a a really big game for us because Edinburgh 
I think I've already touched on here for me have recruited really well over the summer and had a really good Betfred Cup and they've continued that into the league season so we're playing a team tomorrow that will be as confident as us you know it's a game that if we could win it we would open a wee gap up in the aim and when you look at the other fixtures in the league it would certainly open a wee gap up in the other team so we see it as a big game tomorrow and that's uh, Jim McNally there let's hope Peterhead are indeed at it tomorrow afternoon uh, Dave in midweek uh, Banks of Deed uh, gave just before we go on to look at Highland League and Juniors Banks of Deed gave mm. the junior game a, a real boost with uh, a 4-3 Spain Park extra time win over the, the young Don side and it, it shows their you know their 5-1 victory against Locos was no fluke yeah absolutely what, what a great setup they've they've got there at uh, Spain Park you know we all thought that Aberdeen were going to cruise to victory when they went 3-1 up. What a comeback uh, by the youngsters and it speaks volumes uh, for the way that club is run and the way that they're rearing uh, the talent and bringing them through. And Andrew, it'll be a good learning curve for the the Dons youngsters as well uh, because Bank City, they may be junior on paper but they're a lot better than uh, quite a number of Highland League sides. Absolutely, I mean I've seen Aberdeen play uh, Highland League sides and friendlies over the last two or three years and Banks of D would have beaten all these Highland League sides I think and uh, yeah, they were absolutely relentless uh, on Wednesday evening. Paul Sheeran desperately disappointed at the outcome of the game but uh, yeah, it's it's something that they have to learn from and uh, I'm sure the young boys will do that uh, but uh, congratulations to Banks of D, they thoroughly deserved the victory and now they'll play to of United in the semi-final Aberdeenshire Cup at the Hawks and Highland League this weekend well it's it's shaping up to be in a very good Highland League season Fraserburgh, Cove Rangers and Brewer Rangers all tied at the top in 18 points Fraserburgh ahead on goal difference but there's only three points separating the top five and uh, things as I say shaping up for a very exciting title race the games tomorrow Brora against Turriff Bucky against Nairn Clark entertain Forrest who are uh, right in the mix there poor old Fort William well we've got to congratulate them they got a point in midweek they scored first against Strathspey Thistle couldn't quite uh, hang on it was a 1-1 draw there so they're now on to minus 8 but they travelled to to face Cove Rangers and that is a daunting prospect for them league leaders Fraserburgh they entertain Wick it's Inverurie Locos making the short journey up the road to Keith Lossiemouth who are having a dreadful season have lost all their games so far and they play Huntley it's Rothes against Devon Vale and finally for Martin United make the, the trip up to Grand to play Strathspey Thistle Well Bank City after their win on midweek they travel to Ellen United in the McBookie.com Super League tomorrow the other fixtures there Dufftown at home to Montrose Rose Lee uh, Dice uh, entertain near St Ninian Cooter travel to Hall Russell United it's Hermes against Colony Park at Lockside Park and Stonehaven are at home to Maud in the first division Bankery against Sunnybank Fraserburgh United are at Bucky Rovers Burkhead Thistle against Stonywood Park Vale and Longside versus Forest Thistle that's just about your lot on Red Friday for another week remember Aberdeen against Comarnock tomorrow afternoon 3pm kickoff. have a great weekend bye bye Sound 1's Red Friday.